Hi everyone and welcome. My name is Sangeeta and you're listening to my podcast Planet Sang. So today I'm going to be talking about why I started my own production company and uh, it's very uh, interesting uh, to revisit like my past because it's been quite a journey and uh, one of the things I've been doing in this podcast is really talking about why I left uh what i left what i learned what the lessons i did and i really hope to uh help budding uh like entrepreneurs or budding media professionals uh and help them in their journey to um either start a career or either end their career or whatever uh, and uh enable them and empower them to maybe find what they're most passionate about So that's actually the purpose of this podcast uh this season at least where I'm talking about the lessons I've learned in my professional life. So if you heard the last podcast I was talking about why I left being on TV and one of the things I had said was uh like I didn't want to always be in front of the camera. Being in front of the camera is very nice but there's a lot of pressure also with it. And one of the things was the energy that I had to keep carrying on like in on TV you have to like put on a a voice which is like a happy energetic not like how i'm talking right now like this is how i talk normally but when i was on TV i'd be like hi and welcome you know like and to be excited and the older i was getting the more tired i was getting in terms of uh i wanted to be authentic to my age i know it sounds really crazy and why would you do that but it wasn't matching with my personality as i was growing older and i really wanted to talk normally and but that there's no space for that kind of stuff um, being uh, this whole process of being on a podcast has really helped me find my own voice i mean blogging helped me find my own voice in writing and uh, podcasting has helped me find my own voice in the way i present in what i speak um so i'm very grateful for that so let's get started so um today's episode is why did i start my own production company so little after um uh i left headlines today uh i mean it's really interesting because my actual reason for leaving headlines today wasn't that i was sick of being in front of the camera it was that i wasn't getting a sunday off and i wanted to go to church and um i was really struggling and fighting this and i in my heart i remember praying saying okay uh, i'm going to um i'm going to say that if you don't give me a sunday off i'm not going to um like i'm going to give in my papers and lo and behold it was a real crisis to get a sunday off because i was unmarried and and mostly sundays were considered for married people so i remember like saying listen all i need is i want to go to church because I had actually gotten a little sick a little earlier and uh, it was kind of like a cancer scare and uh, so because I was uh, I was alone in Delhi and I didn't have any uh, fellowship and I needed church the fact that I couldn't even go to church really affected me and at that time I started thinking about the big picture what is most important what do I need out of life because when you come so close to a uh, uh, like a disease like cancer um it kind of opens your um mind up 
and i was very clear that i wasn't going to compromise on those things so for me it was a decision that i took on the basis of my faith but uh, in retrospect i i'm definitely sure that i could have handled the situation a little more intelligently and a little more wisely um so i joined a very nice and uh, like reputable um, christian organization called cbn and it was really nice because i got a like i got to see a side of production that i had never seen because they were a production company producing uh, hindi programs um and it, it was basically uh, bible study devotion stories testimonies prayer so it was very interesting but what i did realize was that i didn't know anything like that is the, that is a job that really educated me in what i knew because news channels don't train you in production they what you think is production is not actually production like news channels just uh, they take the camera and they shoot but um, in like a production company you have to plan a shoot you have to storyboard you have to you know be more conscientious of each shot and which honestly i didn't have the training for um but still i really enjoyed my um the process of learning and it was an eye opener i mean i i'm not saying the whole experience was so pleasant i did have a lot of challenges in that but eventually uh by november i was there for about 6 months i think um by november i was like okay um like they had uh, read like negotiated my contract and they were making me into a temporary contract person and i was like no 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 i don't want to work as a temporary contract person so i kind of um i said my goodbyes and they were also very fine and everything was good but at that time i uh, there was a cam- there was a photographer uh, who offered me like uh, i was to shoot uh, the be- like behind the scenes of one of his photo shoots so i was like okay let me do this and oh my goodness i fell in love with it like i loved traveling um, and shooting and then coming and editing and i just it was a very enjoyable process and um, so i said okay let me start this was the basis of what i started my production company um it helped that i knew a little bit of camera it helped that i knew a little bit of editing uh, but what i did need to learn was audio so first i'm going to talk about where i learned um how to shoot um like in how to use the camera again in school we had opportunities to learn media learn camera so in that there was a linear editor which is basically a, a editor where you have two screens you have the source screen and you have uh, the record screen and you put your two tapes in and then you play and then you record and play and record and that i i'm really happy that i got i learned how to edit in that first and then moved into digital but uh, my first exposure to edit was that and like i had mentioned i had done that senior video so mr kidder was in charge of the media center and though i wasn't in journalism i was in yearbook he for my project he opened up the studio and learned taught me the basics so i had grown up seeing my dad uh, at edit bays because my dad was a film director 
and he uh, you know like we used to on holidays we my mom my brother and i would go and just be at the edit bay be with him it's actually very sweet uh, if you think about it like my mom was really supportive of his work that we you know like we weren't like at home we were always on the field with them so we kind of grew up in that environment i remember um them them doing the title sequence for one of my dad's films and how uh, that looked and i was like wow this is crazy and now i do that all the time but uh, in those days it was really uh, interesting to see computers or you know but again this was not digital when i graduated from college um i uh, i told my parents that this is before i got my results so this is in between jobs so i wanted to do an internship so i asked my dad if he knew anyone who could like help me with an internship and my dad knew someone in usl a guy called bharat and he was heading usl at that time the um, editing uh, studio so my, i remember my dad meeting bharat and you know like my i don't like nepotism is quite a famous word now but yes i did get access because my dad spoke to bharat i don't know how good like how well he knew bharat or whatever but the fact is that i did get a foot in the industry because of my dad i did take help from my dad because he knew people and i didn't know anybody and it's very difficult to actually randomly just go up into a studio and say hello you don't know me but can you give me a job so um i remember getting an internship under a guy called steven bernard he's a really good editor he's done many films and at that time he had an assistant first so there were he had three assistants one was liner who is currently i think the coffee with karan uh editor then was emmanuel uh, who's currently i think a pastor if i'm not uh, if not if i'm not right and then there was me so i remember lionel was quite the boss and he was like you cannot touch the keyboard uh, unless i give you permission so i actually for the first i wasn't an intern for very long but i remember lionel just never allowing me to even touch a keyboard that time it was digital So again like I had told you I had never edited on digital but what I did do was observe um observe what people were doing and because I had no other option except to sit and look because no one was allowing me to touch so one day Steven came to the office because normally he was shooting and he was on field and maybe editing online I don't know what he was doing but one day he came to office and he saw me he said aren't you my assistant so uh, I was like yeah and he said then why aren't you doing anything so I was like because Lionel has not allowed me to so he was like no 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 you must every day you should do this and he gave me permission to edit on his bay okay i was like wow so he said yeah just learn i mean the whole point of this is that you learn so i was like okay i'll learn um even now um lionel has a law uh, not lionel uh, steven has a lot of uh, good things to say about me to my dad i remember him saying oh she's really good at montages and stuff but really without his encouragement i i don't think i would have had the guts to get into editing and today in- editing is such a big part of my professional life i cannot function without editing my piece um so i really i mean th- full credit to him for really giving me the opportunity 
So Lionel was obviously really angry because he had not been able to touch the edit bait for like six months when he came. But that's okay. That wasn't really his problem. And I started. I and the way I learned uh, editing, you won't believe it, was I went on the help section and I read all the accessibility points and I wrote all the points and I learned all the shortcuts. Okay. I don't know who taught me how to do that, but I figured if if I'm going to learn anything, it'll be through the help section. And that in many ways was like my YouTube tutorial where I learned, okay, this is what you do for splicing. This is what you do for JKL. I learned from there. So um, eventually my internship ended and uh, they did offer me um, to extend and kind of join the organization. And of course, you know the story of how I eventually then joined Filmfare. Um, but that never left me. And when I went to Headlines today, I remember, um, I mean, I was in Archdale Headlines today. I remember someone in Delhi. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but um, someone told um, me, you don't know how to speak English. Uh, don't do any stories like tell Sangeeta to learn how to speak English first and then do stories and Apparently the Delhi office used to be really mean and they used to say stuff like this and I was like well, what are you talking about like that's ridiculous so I remember Rukmini Sen telling me that until I Think I've shared this before that until you learn how to edit your own stories you won't be taken seriously. So I remember I started editing my stories and it's eventually it was just that the people were very lazy and they didn't want to do the edits. So they were just insulting people in the Bombay office about English. The truth is I worked in the Delhi office and I don't think any, like only like 15% of the staff knew how to speak English properly or construct English sentences. So it was very interesting to know that, but that actually pushed me to edit my own stories and news. and. Yadavji and Shrubo were really um, very important uh, like aspects because they were on night shift, they were helping me, guiding me through the app. So we, I don't remember the name of the app we were using in Archtak, um, but it was a very basic app. It wasn't a fancy app, but uh, it, it taught me the basics of editing and all. And I remember that the edit that changed my life was the edit with John Abraham on the bike. So I had gone on the bike with, it's a famous, if you Google it, you'll find me on the bike with John Abraham. I had interviewed him on the bike and um, I remember the audio went off, my audio went off and I had to either cancel the interview or remove my opening PTC. But the whole fun of the uh, whole interview was that because I, I, I say, um, I wonder what it's like to ride a bike with John Abraham. Oh, wait a minute. I, you know, I already am. And then the camera zooms out and I'm on the bike with him. So it was really important that I do this. So I remember Shubo said the only next option is if you dub your voice over the bad audio. So I said, okay. So I spent about 10 hours the, that day doing this and I got it perfectly. And they helped me with all the sound levels and all that. And uh, that was really the turning point for me when it came to editing, where I kind of felt like, okay, this is what I love doing and this is what I want to do. It was very tiring, but it was really uh, brilliant. So I started editing. When I moved to NDTV, their software was Avid. And Avid is a very professional, one of the best in the market. So NDTV kind of edits on that. 
and so I learned I had to relearn editing on that software and it was hard but I remember um, again I think I've mentioned this where my first edit was for a story I did on rosé uh, that had come to India the rosé is champagne a pink champagne so um, I had done a edit like my cameraman was fantastic he shot different shots of the champagne bottle so when I saw the footage I was like this is not Vio will spoil this edit let me just put music and edit a montage and it was such a good montage that the head editor was like oh my gosh this is amazing and when Pranay Roy came to visit the Bombay office he singled me out and said I really enjoyed that edit so for me I was like wow that kind of gave me a boost and confidence in um, wanting to pursue editing and uh, like a post-production more um, you know uh, like fervently and then when I went to Delhi I remember uh, again they were all reporters were using editors but I remember I would edit all my stories myself and of course anchoring editing and creating stories was a lot because I was anchoring like six sometimes even six shows a day so uh, but I remember my last three um, projects that I did before leaving was uh, fantastic like I edited a Christmas special it became like it, it was basically the film star singing uh, deck the halls and I, I edited different different stars singing different different versions of the song um, and it was really cool like I really in, I enjoyed it and I felt very happy to see a Tushar Kapoor and a Dino Moria and uh, you know like different 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 people sing the same song so it was so conceptually I really enjoyed creating those kind of stories so once I left uh, uh, headlines today I was like okay I can pursue this and I can edit and I did and so that was uh, the story of how I my you know how I began editing and the journey of editing. Again in school, we had opportunities to learn media, learn camera. So in that, there was a linear editor, which is basically a uh, editor where you have two screens you have the source screen and you have uh, the record screen and you put your two tapes in and then you play and then you record and play and record and that I, I'm really happy that I got I learned how to edit in that first and then moved into digital but uh, my first exposure to edit was that and like I had mentioned I had done that senior video so Mr. Kidder was in charge of the media center and though I wasn't in journalism I was in yearbook he for my project he opened up the studio and learned taught me the basics so I had grown up seeing my dad uh, at edit base because my dad was a film director and he uh, you know like we used to on holidays we my mom my brother and I would go and just be at the edit bay be with him it's actually very sweet uh, if you think about it like my mom was really supportive of his work that we you know like we weren't like at home we were always on the field with them so we kind of grew up in that environment I remember um, them them doing the title sequence for one of my dad's films and how uh, that looked and I was like whoa this is crazy and now I do that all the time 
but uh, in those days it was really uh, interesting to see computers or you know but again this was not digital when i graduated from college um i uh, i told my parents that this is before i got my results so this is in between jobs so i wanted to do an internship so i asked my dad if he knew anyone who could like help me with an internship and my dad knew someone in usl a guy called bharat and he was heading usl at that time the um, editing uh, studio so my, i remember my dad meeting bharat and you know like my, i don't like nepotism is quite a famous word now but yes i did get access because my dad spoke to bharat i don't know how good like how well he knew bharat or whatever but the fact is that i did get a foot in the industry because of my dad i did take help from my dad because he knew people and i didn't know anybody and it's very difficult to actually randomly just go up into a studio and say hello you don't know me but can you give me a job so um i remember getting an internship under a guy called steven bernard he's a really good editor he's done many films and at that time he had an assistant first so there were he had three assistants one was lina who is currently i think the coffee with karan uh editor then was emmanuel uh, who's currently i think a pastor if i'm not uh, if not if i'm not right and then there was me so i remember lionel was quite the boss and he was like you cannot touch the keyboard uh, unless i give you permission so i actually for the first i wasn't an intern for very long but i remember lionel just never allowing me to even touch a keyboard that time it was digital So again like I had told you I had never edited on digital but what I did do was observe um observe what people were doing and because I had no other option except to sit and look because no one was allowing me to touch so one day Steven came to the office because normally he was shooting and he was on field and maybe editing online I don't know what he was doing but one day he came to office and he saw me he said aren't you my assistant so uh, I was like yeah and he said then why aren't you doing anything so I was like because Lionel has not allowed me to so he was like no 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 you must every day you should do this and he gave me permission to edit on his bay okay i was like wow so he said yeah just learn i mean the whole point of this is that you learn so i was like okay i'll learn um even now um lionel has a law uh, not lionel uh, steven has a lot of uh, good things to say about me to my dad i remember him saying oh she's really good at montages and stuff but really without his encouragement i i don't think i would have had the guts to get into editing and today in- editing is such a big part of my professional life i cannot function without editing my piece um so i really i mean full credit to him for really giving me the opportunity So Lionel was obviously really angry because he had not been able to touch the edit bit for like 6 months when he came but that's okay that wasn't really his problem and I started I and the way I learned uh, editing you won't believe it was I went on the help section and I read all the accessibility points and I wrote all the points and I learned all the shortcuts okay I don't know who taught me how to do that but I figured if if I'm going to learn anything it'll be through the help section and 
that in many ways was like my youtube tutorial where i learned okay this is what you do for splicing this is what you do for jkl i learned from there so um eventually my internship ended and uh, they did offer me um to extend and kind of join the organization and of course you know the story of how i eventually then joined filmfare um but that never left me and when i went to headlines today i remember um i mean i was in artistic headlines today i remember someone in delhi uh i don't remember who it was but um someone told um, me you don't know how to speak english uh don't do any stories like tell sangeeta to learn how to speak english first and then do stories and apparently the delhi office used to be really mean and they used to say stuff like this and i was like what what are you talking about like that's ridiculous so i remember rukmini sen telling me that until i think i've shared this before that until you learn how to edit your own stories you won't be taken seriously so i remember i started editing my stories and eventually it was just that the people were very lazy and they didn't want to do the edits so they were just insulting people in the bombay office about english the truth is i worked in the delhi office and i don't think any like only like 15% of the staff knew how to speak english properly or construct english sentences so it was very interesting to know that but that actually pushed me to edit my own stories and news and yadav ji and shubho were really um very important uh, like aspects because they were on night shift they were helping me guiding me through the app So we, I don't remember the name of the app we were using in Archduck, um, but it was a very basic app. It wasn't a fancy app, but uh, it it taught me the basics of editing and all. And I remember the the edit that changed my life was the edit with John Abraham on the bike. So I had gone on the bike with. It's a famous. If you Google it, you'll find me on the bike with John Abraham. I had interviewed him on the bike, and um, I remember. the audio went off my audio went off and i had to either cancel the interview or remove my opening ptc but the whole fun of the uh, whole interview was that because i i i say um i wonder what it's like to ride a bike with john abraham oh wait a minute i you know i already am and then the camera zooms out and i'm on the bike with him so it was really important that i do this So I remember Shubho said the only next option is if you dub your voice over the bad audio. So I said okay. So I spent about 10 hours the, that day doing this and I got it perfectly and they helped me with all the sound levels and all that. And uh, that was really the turning point for me when it came to editing where I kind of felt like okay this is what I love doing and this is what I want to do. It was very tiring but it was really uh, brilliant. So I started editing. When I moved to NDTV, their software was Avid, and Avid is a very professional, one of the best in the market. So NDTV kind of edits on that, and so I learned. I had to relearn editing on that software, and it was hard. But I remember um, again. I think I've mentioned this where my first edit was for a story I did on rosé uh, that had come to India. The rosé is champagne. a pink champagne so um i had done a edit like my cameraman was fantastic he shot different shots of the champagne bottle so when i saw the footage i was like this is not you, the view will spoil this edit 
let me just put music and edit a montage and it was such a good montage that the head editor was like oh my gosh this is amazing and when pranay roy came to visit the bombay office he singled me out and said i really enjoyed that edit so for me i was like wow so that kind of gave me a boost and confidence in um, wanting to pursue editing and uh, like a post production more um, you know uh, like fervently and then when i went to delhi i remember uh, again they were, all reporters were using editors but i remember i would edit all my stories myself and of course anchoring editing and creating stories was a lot because i was anchoring like six sometimes even six shows a day so uh, but i remember my last three um projects that i did before leaving was uh fantastic like i edited a christmas special it became like it, it was basically the film star singing uh deck the halls and i i edited different different stars singing different different versions of the song um and it was really cool like i really in, i enjoyed it and i felt very happy to see a tushar kapoor and a dino moria and uh, you know like different 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 people sing the same song so it was so conceptually i really enjoyed creating those kind of stories so once i left uh Uh, headlines today i was like okay i can pursue this and i can edit and i did and so that was uh, the story of how i my you know how i began editing and the journey of editing when it comes to camera and editing those areas were sorted so when i did start my production company it was easy because at least i knew the basics but audio was i think a little challenging for me because i needed help like i remember when i did my masala documentary the documentary on salsa i needed abhishek mehra to help me edit the like the just the sound part um i was really really grateful for him for doing that it was very very sweet of him but over time i started learning uh, of course by then youtube videos started coming out and uh, i began to learn about audio levels and uh, then with that came um, upgrading uh, myself and get like earlier i would rent out my mics so i would uh, for my shoots i would rent out camera rent out mics but as time went by i started investing uh, in equipment like every time i would have a project i would take 10 20% of that and invest in the studio and that's actually how i built uh, my production company so that in terms of sound I, that was actually it took a little time to learn i'm not a pro at sound yet like i wouldn't call myself a sound designer but i definitely now i edit through waves uh, like so i look at waves and then i edit i would call that you know um mini pro editing but audio editing but definitely i'm still learning i feel like in in media you cannot say you're pro at media because you have to say you're learning because technology changes all the time like today i am editing on a uh, a mic which is recording and then i'm going to be exporting it on my ipad the learning on the ipad is completely different from the learning on the computer so when it comes to sound it's very tricky uh, but once you get a hang of it that's 
amazing. I started my production company primarily because I was in between jobs and I started saying yes to projects because a lot of people knew that I did uh, work and uh, they liked my media work so they started giving me projects to shoot and edit so I had a lot of these odd projects that came and went and some were really well paying some were okay paying some experiences were bad some experiences were not bad but that helped me when I did decide to get married uh, it really helped me when it came to my like income because uh, it was a job that I could do from home and it was a job that I could invest in and build slowly um, and I had options of renting equipment and I had options of so the the challenge I felt with uh, having my own production company has essentially been marketing like marketing myself uh, it's very difficult to get clients, at least for me, because as it turns out, as I learned that I'm not very, I seem like I'm very social, but I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm a little bit of an introvert when it comes to publicizing myself or talking about myself or marketing things. So the challenge I found was not the technical side. The technical side was sound and it's like I said, learning curve, you still learn. But when it came to marketing or getting projects, it was just based on the people I knew, the contacts I had, and their need. So essentially, when someone was in need, I would say, oh, I can help you with this. And then that suddenly became a project. So for taking care of someone's need suddenly became what I was doing. So there was a friend I remember uh, who I had known in Bombay, and he got stuck because um, he needed an edit in two hours. So he called me and said, can you do this, please? And I was like, yeah, like, I'm also really fast at editing. Like, I'm, I'm super quick. So he was so grateful that he started giving me projects from his company. So that's essentially how I started getting projects. It wasn't about great marketing and a PR team. I would love to have a PR team. I would love to have a marketing manager. I would love to have someone go find work and come. Actually, there was a phase where I almost did, but... Um, I just I didn't really have too much luck with that so I um, didn't pursue it as much but essentially the independence of like being at home see now we understand work from home but a lot of people like I, I did talk about this in my YouTube videos where I've been working from home t since 2010 uh, I've been doing projects I've been editing I've been having a mobile studio mobile studio means like movable I could travel and edit so I've been doing that for almost a decade now there are uh, pros and cons of having your own studio number one is if you're not good at marketing like I was it means you really don't have a flow of work that is very great um, I always have looked for regular jo jobs because what happens is there's a steady income flow so you don't have to worry but definitely working three days uh, a month and getting a, a salary that you would get for 30 days is still way better. So that's also nice. During lockdown, um, everyone suddenly started, oh, work from home, work from home. But I was already a pro at that. As time went by, see now, I wasn't a YouTuber, like how they call. I was doing YouTube. I was making YouTube uh, videos. 
but for me it was just like oh i've traveled let me take make a video on that i have done this let me make a video on that so my video content creation on youtube began more as home videos for my daughter because i wanted to uh, edit her videos and not just have all raw videos i wanted to make something out of it so i started a youtube channel for my family called georgita and where i was posting milestones where i was posting home videos for us to view it's not like i don't really have any subscribers it's not a public um youtube channel and i'm okay with that because it was mostly for family and friends when we were away so essentially my personal videos were because we were away from family and friends to kind of update people on what we were doing so that essentially was my youtube career but i'm not a youtuber in terms of i don't earn money from youtube i do it as a passion i do it as adding value to my own existence and others if they want um so that essentially was in terms of youtubing podcasting i started because uh, a person i knew from uh, like a decade ago uh, i heard him and his friend podcast i think his friend was a friend of mine on facebook and he posted like he shared that post with me and i was like what so when i went on when i heard that podcast i actually didn't like it i thought it was like really dumb but i that's where i discovered anchor I, i discovered you can podcast for free and you know like i was really impressed with that and then i was like oh, oh cool you know like i can i can start this off and i there's been no looking back i i really love it like i'm on my 7th season of podcasting this is all under the sangeeta angela kumar production banner that i do uh i may not earn from podcasting and youtubing but i still treat it like it is my job and it is it is my work and um, it's been it's been fun and of course i recently saw a meme or i saw a picture of a race where there are three women running and three men running and what's stopping like it's like they're running on a track right and in front of the women is washing clothes kitchen you know they've got obstacles in front of them which they have to uh, overcome before running the race and the men have nothing in front of them so i do feel like as a woman i've had to choose my family first i've had to choose the kitchen first i've had to choose uh, domestic life first not because um, not because someone forced me to but because it was my choice to prioritize on a family it was my choice to prioritize on my child her growth uh, my husband uh, but um, that said didn't mean that i didn't miss Uh, working it didn't mean that i didn't miss um working in regular work of course through like i said through the years i've been uh, i've been looking for and asking for work which was regular but it didn't it just never worked out so either it was timings either it was you know like a uh, salary or is either it was uh, whether i enjoyed the work or not so all those aspects were there of course i have had like i tell my husband all the time like he has given me the luxury to be choosy of whether i need to work or not because i know a lot of parents who don't have that choice but i'm very grateful that we even downsized our life to make our life slightly more affordable like like we could manage uh, run a house but essentially my production company was uh, became a haven for me to uh, do work and um, earn like support my husband through my work and 
it was using all the skills that I love doing. I love camera. I love editing. I love I, now I love audio editing as well. I love creating videos. I, I love creating content. I love um, I I don't mind client feedback. I'm not one of those who hates client feedback, but. most often actually this is quite funny but as a freelancer i would often have to chase my clients because i would finish my work right so i'd be like check it and then my i remember my <laughs> this one guy in delhi and he'd be like yeah i'll check it i'm like check it check it check it you know like cuz i was like i had other work i had to do and i for so i would run after my clients saying check the work okay it okay process it you know like i had to really run after these things that's not fun when you own you, you have your own production company self you have to really be driven to um manage your own work and manage your own company and i was it's not about ambition i i think my ambition my ambition was more towards my family and my uh my daughter and my uh, and my parents and you know like for me after having such like i used to always joke saying I, all my dreams came true before i was 30 like i had a dream to do this i had a dream to do that but by the time i was 30 i was like okay i i you know i have other dreams definitely having a uh like being domestic was not what i thought i would be doing but when it's coming it's great i think that i, I think life has to be a balance a balance of work and time with family and now when you look at your own life you 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 might see that there is no balance and it's really important to get that balance so as i get older i'm grateful that i have uh even had the freedom on days when i don't have work or jobs or projects to be able to record a podcast that i i have a mic or i have a camera that i can use to do these things a lot of people i know uh were limited by their only skill sets like there was a girl i knew who could only anchor and write hindi scripts that's it and so when she left like also in media there's an age limit like after you get married and have kids you're very you're not likely to be hired as much as if you were single and you can give 28 hours of a day to your organization so i remember when she she was looking for work and she was struggling because that's all she did uh and because she was older she felt the need to kind of lose a lot of weight and uh, be pretty and you know but she still wasn't hi- being hired because now people are looking for multitasking people who can edit who can do more than just talk and uh, write so it becomes restrictive so my advice or my take home for you all listening would and especially if you're young entrepreneurs is add skills to your portfolio to yourself um because it's so important because we're living in times where m- being multi talented or be having multi skills will actually come in handy because you may not have a job that just has one like i feel like being a jack of all trades and not a master of one now works in the times that we live in because you need to do few things um well rather than just one thing excellently i mean i i would say do everything excellently which is what i strive to do but in terms of um having multi skills and that's where my production company came right because i i knew how to edit i knew how to do camera i knew how to do audio i was um doing social media i was doing uh, marketing i was doing projects 
so all the skills that i had came in handy to kind of enhance my life and help me uh, even earn a little income on the side to help my husband or run the house or whatever now what's happened is because after covid uh, my uh, camera work or my editing work has reduced because i think things have become a lot more easier so people are editing themselves or you know like but uh, what has helped is um, education so i had a few courses which i had posted because like i'm i like teaching uh, video i like teaching uh, editing to kids and i like so once that started happening i realized that oh you know there's a thing called passive income so of course i'll have a new uh, i have another section uh, on passive income but what happens is um, the the take home for me really was to be multi skilled and have a space in your home where you can run things without depending on others that is really the key i i didn't have any budget i had a, a zero budget in terms of camera or creating projects uh, many times i'd have to take loans from my parents because i didn't have uh, you know like money to me because i didn't have a regular job so i'd have to take a loan from them to hire equipment or buy a tripod or whatever uh, i remember having a terrible experience when i went to delhi once um and i hired a production company to help me so partner with me on a shoot and they were so jugadu and they were just terrible when it came to helping in terms of production so i at that time i realized that no 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 if you do it you have to do it alone and you have to do it really well and you can partner with people but you have to ensure that they're on the same page as you i thought you know it just it was a it was a mess and i i lost that client because of that mess that that silly uh, production company created so of course it, there are a lot of challenges when you start your own company the, i don't have a gst because i definitely don't earn the level of gst uh, but i definitely found that having a company isn't like you can like again there's a joke that when you work a 9 to 5 job um everyone complains about a 9 to 5 job but when you start your own company it is not 9 to 5 it is 12 to 12 sometimes you work two days in a row without any sleep so you know so you actually when you have your own company you work much harder than a regular job so regular job is actually much better i would say but if you want to work for yourself like in the end of the day 100% of that money came back to me it didn't go to my uh, it didn't go to my bosses so there are advantages and disadvantages of course leave me a voice message or a comment if if you'd like to know more about this uh, i think i've kind of covered all the bases but um, yeah so essentially why i started a production company was to give myself the freedom and the um, the the yeah the freedom essentially to be able to do work from home to do what i like doing and to definitely on good days the money is way better than a regular job but there are far more bad days than there are good days when it comes to freelancing so that is a little um, insight on my life and about my production company currently i'm still running my production house but now my focus is more on educational content my focus is more on uh, youtube videos or travel videos or uh, my client work now has moved more into photography so i do a lot of um, 
like photographs for clients if if that comes or videos it, it depends again now i'm a lot more choosy because my daughter is growing up so i need to give her time and attention so essentially it was always revolved around what was needed domestically so i could spare that time there but uh, i think uh, i think it has really helped me like um in terms of staying with times keeping myself updated this ensured that i would not be stuck in one job doing just one thing but it's enhanced like social media is a really big part of working um on your own and having your own production company uh, of course social media is another podcast on its own but essentially uh, learning what to do how to like i don't pay for any of my advertising i i pure it's completely free because i honestly i don't even have a advertising budget once i get that maybe it'll be different but i haven't gone to the point where i am uh flowing and drowning in money like scrooge um but uh, anyways on that note uh, thank you i hope this has helped you and educated you about uh starting your own company or you know like what you need what skills you need um yeah i hope like i said i hope this helps you thank you for joining me and if you've stayed all this time um and uh, heard this podcast till the end thank you especially um i'm sangeeta angela kumar and you're listening to my podcast fan sang and i will catch you oh next week i'm going to be talking about how i got into digital art i have talked about this um but i will talk uh, about um it in detail next week so stay tuned for that and again thank you for joining me and i will catch you in the next podcast next week uh, see you bye